Welcome to the preview episode of Dad Slam. Dad Slam is a new podcast that collects stories from the hood. That's fatherhood. These are short, five to ten minute stories told by dads about fatherhood. Uh, stories that they wouldn't normally tell. Stories of embarrassment, stories of love, stories of fear, stories of fatherhood. Uh, in this first preview episode, I'm going to tell the story. And in future episodes, you'll be hearing stories collected from dads all over the world. If you're interested in contributing a story to Dad Slam, please visit www.dadslam.com or you can email me at godadslam at gmail.com. That's godadslam at gmail.com. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this preview episode. Here's our story. I call this story Ten Fingers and Toes because um, as parents, we know when our kids are born, when they first enter this world, one of the first things we do is look to see, do they have all their fingers and toes? So I have three kids. Uh, Olivia is my youngest. When Olivia was uh, not quite three years old, we were planning to move the family down to Florida. I had accepted a position with a company in Florida, and we were planning to relocate. Um, my then wife and I had planned to go down to Florida for the weekend to uh, look for a place to live. So we were going to fly out early Saturday morning, come back Sunday night, and we planned to take our oldest son, Zachary, with us. He was about six at the time because we figured he would appreciate it. And we were going to leave the other two kids with relatives. So the Friday morning before uh, we were to go to Florida, I dropped my daughter off with her grandparents, my in-laws in Queens, and went to work. At about four in the afternoon, I get a frantic call from my mother-in-law. She's hysterical crying and screaming about, Olivia, her finger, I can't find it. It won't stop bleeding. It won't stop bleeding. I can't find it. I can't find her finger. And I'm saying, I, I, you know, it sounds crazy to me. I don't know what she's talking about. I calm her down. I said, all right, relax, relax. You, you know, what happened? I can't find it. I can't find it. It won't stop bleeding. I can't find it. That's all she can say. So I tell her, calm down, take her to the emergency room. Uh, let me know where you go and I'll meet you there. You know, I had a cell phone at the time. She had my cell phone number. So I asked her to calm down and, uh, um, you know, take her to the emergency room. Uh, give me a call when you get there. Let me know where you're going to be. I'll be in the car. I'm coming right now. So I tell my boss I got to leave. It's an emergency. I rush out, get my car, start driving to Queens. As I'm going over the bridge, I get a call, and my, my mother-in-law tells me where they are. They decided to go to one of those. Uh, they decided to go to one of those emergency walk-in centers. Why they didn't just go to the hospital, I don't know. Anyway, I get the address. I drive right there. I get there literally just as they're calling for my daughter to come in. So they had been sitting in the waiting room all this time. I walk in the door and there's Olivia in my in my mother-in-law's lap. And she's got probably eight or 10 rolls of gauze wrapped around her hand. My, my mother-in-law did the best she could. And I'm literally walking in the door. They call her name, Olivia Sass. So we bring her in. I, I grab Olivia from my mother-in-law. We walk in to see the doctor. And um, he starts to unravel. Uh, unravel the gauze about about 10 minutes later he's finished unraveling all the gauze my mother-in-law put in her hand and he takes one look at her bloody hand and finger and he looks me right in the eye and he says where's the rest of her finger and I'm like I don't know I just got here I don't even know what happened and he gives me this stern you know doctorly look stares me right in the eye and says you have to find her finger 
And I'm like, whoa, uh, you know, uh, you know, or else we're going to have a problem. He says, you have to find her finger or we'll have a problem. And I look and obviously the, the tip of her finger is, is a bit of a stump. It's a bloody stump. So I asked my mother-in-law finally what happened. Um, she tells me that Olivia was carrying one of those old school uh, stepladders and she tripped and fell. The stepladder closed and sliced the tip of her finger off. And I asked my mother, well, where's the tip of her finger? And she's hysterical. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I didn't know. It was bleeding, bleeding. Wouldn't stop bleeding. Blah, 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 blah. So the doctor gives me the look. I look at my mother-in-law. I say, give me your keys. I got to go get it. So I get the keys to their house, get back in my car, drive to my in-law's house in Middle Village, Queens. Uh, I go into the house, which was weird, even though I'd been there countless times. It's always strange to be alone in someone else's house. So I'm walking through my mother-in-law's house. I go into the kitchen, and sure enough, there on the floor of the kitchen is the stepladder. I pick up the stepladder, and I look at it, and there, stuck to the side of the stepladder, like a piece of chicken with a fingernail, is the tip of Olivia's finger. So, you know, I do what any TV-watching American would do. I grab a Dixie cup off the counter. I open up the freezer. Stuff some ice cubes into Dixie cup because, of course, we know that the severed limbs have to be on ice. Uh, that's what they tell us on television, at least. So I take a cup of ice and I delicately put the tip of Olivia's finger into the cup of ice and get ready to go back to the doctor. Uh, I'm running out of the apartment, frantic, a little bit freaked out by this whole thing. And, of course, I trip and I fall and I spill the contents of my Dixie cup into the gutter. And this is Queens, New York. It's uh, dark out. There's leaves all over the gutter. It's a mess. So now I'm on my hands and knees, frantically picking up dirty ice cubes and sticking them back into the cup, brushing leaves aside to look for the tip of the finger. I finally find it. I blow on it, put it back in the cup. I figure the doctor will be able to, to clean it up when I get there. I get back in the car and I drive back to the doctor with my cup full of dirty ice and a filthy fingertip. Uh, I get back to the doctor hand them the cup of dirty stuff. They look at me like I'm crazy, uh, but they take it. They manage to clean it up. A few minutes later, the doctor tells me, good news, uh, the tip looks pretty good. We've cleaned it up. Um, however, this is you know beyond the scope of what I can do here, but I have good news. I've contacted uh, Long Island Jewish Hospital, which is not far from where we were and one of the best hospitals in the country. And I actually was able to reach one of the top hand surgeons in the country. He's going to meet you there, and um, we'll take care of this. So take this <laughs> package with the cleaned-up fingertip. Take your daughter. Go meet Dr. So-and-so at uh, Long Island Jewish Hospital. So we get back in the car. Got Olivia, blah, 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 blah. We get to the hospital. I meet with the hand surgeon. And uh, I shake his hand very carefully because I don't want to damage his, uh, his tools. But um, he's ready to go. And he takes a look at Olivia's finger. And he looks at the tip. He says, look, I'll do the best I can. I can't guarantee that it'll take. There is the possibility that uh, you know she'll end up losing the tip and have a little bit of a stump there. Um, but I'll do the best I can. Uh, I need you to hold her. So basically, he asked me to hold Olivia in my lap for two and a half hours while he reattached the tip of her finger. And I have to say, my daughter was amazing. She didn't cry. She didn't stir. She sat there and I held her and I did my best not to get nauseous or sick and to be strong for her and just held her and watched as this amazing doctor did an amazing job of, of reattaching the tip of Olivia's finger. Um, 
he finished the procedure. He said everything went as well as he could do, and, and he was very confident that hopefully it would take and everything would heal fine and she might have some scarring, but hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it would all work out. Worst case, uh, she would lose it and the tip would just come off and shrivel up. But second best case is everything would stay intact, but she'd have a little numbness there. Third best case is everything would be perfect and she'd just have a little bit of scarring. So needless to say, we help, we were hoping for the third case. So now we had Olivia's finger finger uh, fixed, and um, we had the trip to Florida the next morning. We didn't have a ticket for Olivia, but I figured that she wasn't quite three yet. Uh, I certainly wasn't going to leave her with her in-laws at this point, uh, nor did I want to leave her alone. So we decided to bring her to Florida with us, along with Zach, and um, we would just take her as a lap child on the airline. We show up at the airport the next morning. Olivia's hand at this point is completely wrapped up and, you know, really very... Uh, uh, her whole arm practically is wrapped up at this point. She looks like a sad little child who had a terrible accident. And I guess the the woman at the uh, ticket counter felt for us when they saw how how sad Olivia looked with her damaged arm and hand and um, pulled me aside and said, listen, we have some seats available. I'm going to upgrade you all to first class. So we were upgraded to first class and flew first class to Florida, which made the trip much more comfortable for me with Olivia in my lap. And of course, um, Zach was thrilled as a six-year-old to have his first first class flight. And um, I, of course, was very good at holding Olivia in my lap at that point. The, the, the flight to Florida was about the same length of time as the surgery had taken. So I had no problem and I was happy and delighted to, to hold her and hug her the entire trip to Florida. And uh, we made it. We moved to Florida. And today, Olivia is 21 years old. Uh, she's a beautiful young woman, and I'm happy to say she has all 10 fingers and toes. So that was a quick story told by me, Jeff Sass, and in future episodes of the Dad Slam podcast, you'll be hearing stories from a number of dads from all over the world. Um, and that's really the idea here. This is a chance for dads to share short stories of fatherhood that they wouldn't normally tell. Uh, and I look forward to bringing you some great stories in the future. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.dadslam.com or you can email me at godadslam at gmail.com. That's godadslam at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the story. <laughs>